Hey guys, welcome back to Tom Girl. We are on episode 26, and we have made it this crazy holiday traffic, so we gotta get right to it. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> we got lots of photos. Hey guys, welcome, welcome. So sorry that we're late. If you guys don't are not from LA, you don't know what this traffic is like on Thanksgiving weekend. And poor Edwina, you got stuck in it tonight. Yes, I know. But I live to tell the tale. Here I am, yes. and I'm ready to go. We made. Yep. So we're gonna just do this as rapid fire. So this is Edwina Cheer. Where can everybody follow you at? Uh, they can follow me at Edwina Cheer on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Edwina Cheer also on Twitter as well. So. Okay, awesome. Okay, now there's so much to talk about with you, but so just so you guys know, this is going to be kind of a little teaser today, and then um, she's going to come back, and we're going to give you the full interview that we had planned. So I think for today, we'll just start to talk about this wonderful book that you just wrote. It's amazing. I read it this weekend. So, oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. So tell me like some key points. Tell me, yeah, just go. I'll let you talk. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I wrote The Mind Diet um, in a response because I've been a trainer and uh, also a sports nutritionist for many, many years. And uh, I found that my clients or just people in general, they would start and stop things um, in their health mm-hmm. um, or just in life, you know. Um, and, and so I wanted to write something based on my own experiences on how to uh, achieve your goals or, and just figure out exactly what uh, the things are that are holding you back. So mm-hmm. there's exercises in the book. Um, and then working to reprogram those things or those patterns that we have to, um, you know, uh, replace them with new habits and, and new actions that get you towards your goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That, you put that very well said because that's what I loved about it is because I find myself one that would use this book right now going through like, you, you know, you when you want to put things take things to the next level or you're just mm-hmm. feeling like you're a little bit stuck. Um, one thing you talked about, I just want to check real quick. Anthony, are we getting audio? Uh, yeah, everything's fine. Okay, cool. It just like, it sounds different than my headphones. Just wanted to make sure so you guys were getting audio <laughs> from us since we did this so on the fly. <laughs> All right. Um, you talk about, some of the things you talk about is um, you have separate uh, mo- mental moves that you put people through. Mm-hmm. Want to talk a little bit about the, what the mental moves are? Yeah, so uh, mental moves are like exercises that I have for the brain. So, you know, we have uh, like... We, we have a workout program for our for our workouts and for our muscles and things like that, but very few people have a workout program for their mind. So I created the mental moves, and there's specific exercises that I have created um, and that I use to, uh, you know... Uh, get over certain hurdles that we might have and they're all different so Mm -hmm. for example um the the balloon drop um Mm -hmm. is something that i that i use to kind of let go of certain things so i write something on a balloon and then you know you kind of have a cathartic experience maybe you go to a hilltop or like a mountaintop and then you release um everything Mm -hmm. that is holding you back written on the balloon and Mm -hmm. you know and uh i think it's quite cathartic yeah can you give people some because i really love that the in the book can you tell people like some examples of things that maybe they would want to write on a balloon or they might be you know sample examples of things to get rid of yeah so maybe um you have a habit of um eating sweets in the middle of the night it could be as simple like Uh that you know or um you could be holding on to a past relationship that no longer serves you so it could be something major like that um and then so if you write that on the balloon and then maybe journal um in in you know, on the mountaintop or journal, like at your place. And then uh, I like to kind of rip all the pieces up and then kind of let them go. Mm-hmm. Although that's, that's 
shows me that I'm a that tells everyone that I'm a litterer, but <laughs> perhaps. But uh, yeah, so it's quite cathartic to be able to release those things into the uh, into the cosmos and kind of. And then when you find yourself um, kind of falling back into those patterns, I like to remember that that's what I've done. Mm-hmm. You know, I've released that already, so that's in the past. It's gone. So it just helps me in those struggling times or trying times when I fall back into those patterns. That oh, I went through that process. I let that go. That that no longer serves me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. At various points in the book, you ask people to write, fill things out, and like calendars and schedules. You want to talk about some of those things that you might ask people to do in the book? Oh, okay. So based on the mental move, so there's a whole different bunch of uh, mental moves in there. You find out what uh, specific things might be holding you back, and then you add those exercises into your schedule. So just like we have a workout program for you know like our muscles um, or a certain health goal, we should have a program for our mind too, because in fitness and really in anything in life, it's so important. It's like one of them, like people say, uh, fitness is, uh, you know, exercise is 80% and like, or it's like the uh, exercise and food is 80, 20, but like Mm -hmm. they forget the mental component, which is like a hundred. It should be like a hundred, a hundred, a hundred, you know? So all your past training and work with working with other people, is that what led you to figuring out that this is what you wanted to focus your book about and what people really needed? Yeah, because I I really feel like... uh uh, the mental component of fitness and really anything in life uh, is so so important. So I f- I kept seeing the same patterns like uh, my clients and and also myself why we stop and start certain things. I dealt with self sabotage a lot, mm-hmm. you know, in in my own personal life. I'm a recovering perfectionist, so really like uh, identifying when we're standing on that mountaintop and we're just like should I take that step? You know, should I, should I act on that goal? Should I, you know, move forward? And then, and then we don't, you know, uh, and Mm -hmm. we're all, I feel like we've all kind of dealt with that in, Mm -hmm. in our lives and, you know, really identifying why we're stopping and what exactly it is that is holding us back. And then through the exercises in the book, um, you know, working to take that first step Mm -hmm. and, you know, seeing that it's okay and dealing with failure being okay with failure um, that's another step in the book mm-hmm. so. I like a lot of the things you touched on I, you, I wrote down you, uh, I actually copied a part where you talked about overthinking you know you said welcome to analysis parallel para- I can't talk now. (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say. Analysis paralysis. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. I'm trying to talk fast and getting, because I see this clicker telling me I got four minutes left. Oh, we got plenty of time. Yeah. So I'm like trying to get it out, like all these things. I'm like, okay, condense, condense. Anyway, now I'm wasting time. But, you know, you said all the things that you did, quitting a full-time job in financial services to work at a gym after three years of audio study and you're getting your degrees. So talk about some of the things that, like, you, um, you know, you left behind and chances that that you took Mm -hmm. with with your career. So... I, obviously, you can tell from my accent, I grew up in Australia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, basically leaving that country and then uh, everything I've really ever known behind and just basically starting new on the other side of the world, that was a... Although at the time, I didn't really understand it, but there was a huge leap into the unknown. Um, these days, I'm a little bit more conservative, but I want to kind of find that recklessness in uh-huh. me again. <laughs> you know, we forget. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm still here and on the adventure of a lifetime. So mm-hmm. we, we forget. Um, we just kind of go in our day-to-day activities and we can kind of switch off. And so we always got to be taking those, those risks. And um, I just feel like, 
if you feel it in your gut, you've got to be somewhere, you've got to do something, you just got to take that chance because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and because the universe is telling you that that's where you've got to go. You've got to learn something, you've got to, you know, go through whatever process that is. So, mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of adventures, that's something we love to talk about here. Talk about where you talked about the, in Australia, jumping off the cliff and grabbing um, the bar. Oh, the, when you were in school. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, okay. It was a school <laughs> exercise. So we had school camps in Australia and, you know, they take us out to the bush and they, we just get leeches on us and stuff like that, <laughs> which I don't recommend. But, um, that one of the, they have uh, kind of team building activities. And, uh, one of my exercises was we have to climb up to a mountaintop and then we're, uh, we're like hoisted like we're rock climbing so it's it's safe mm-hmm. but then it's like we've got to jump out past the cliff and grab a metal hanging bar that's uh quite far like you got to do a running uh jump to to kind of catch it and so you know I didn't know it at the time but um that exercise kind of uh it it taught me that you got to leap in spite of the fear mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so it's that exercise is always, even though I was very young, it's always kind of stuck with me that, you know, when you're on that mountaintop and you're thinking, should I take that step? And, I, you know, I'm a firm believer in you wouldn't be needing to take that step if you weren't at the mountain edge. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's basically what you Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other major adventures that you've been on or that maybe you want to go on? Um, in terms of what traveling just, or yes, just anything, yeah, or anything that's on your bucket list, like that gives you that kind of adrenaline rush, like that, that you want to try in your life. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen the movie Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Yes. Okay, yeah. I have Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon aspirations. Like, I I don't feel like my ninja days are over yet. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, I I just I don't uh, teach like so specifically or practice in the discipline of martial arts, but I it's something that I really want to get into, and mm-hmm. uh, I just kind of learn on the fly um but i'd like to go through that kind of uh process like the belts and all that stuff mm-hmm. so yeah right. seems Very like cool. an adventure for me all <laughs> right let's talk since i think we have one minute and 30 seconds tell everybody about some of the other things you do as well because you have a whole list host you know nutritionist tell uh, yeah. the, the Uf- ufc nutrition talk about that as well as you can quickly uh, okay <laughs> all right so um i you know i i started when i moved over here i started uh doing the sports nutrition for a lot of mma fighters so and and the way that it works is that they have to clock in at a certain weight on a certain day, um, otherwise they can't fight. So, um, and it's always a very extreme weight loss because uh, the the fighters, and I don't know why this is, I don't make the rules, I'm not sure why, but they always like to clock in very light, so a lot lighter than the weight that they fight the next night. Mm-hmm. So usually they're, you know, very, very light um, because when they step into the ring, uh, that next night they're at least you know 30 40 pounds heavier and, and that makes them a stronger fighter so the weight cut is very extreme um and yeah so that's what i do what was the question? I, I didn't realize they put that much weight on overnight did you say 30 to yeah. 40 pounds oh, i mean yeah. i knew they went in light but i didn't i didn't know it was that many that's yeah. a lot because uh, you know and i guess maybe that was the strategy of the fighters that i worked with uh-huh. but um it's like you want to be heavier and strong, like you know, when you're in the when you're in the cage, it's like mm-hmm. that extra little bit of strength and like you know size matters. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah. Well, I know we're out of time, um, but in the meantime, now since we're gonna get you back here, tell every tell tell them about the other things you're doing real quick, like where they can follow you, hosting wise, or where they can get more information, like your website, those kind of things. So okay. so they can go look you up and everybody yeah. go buy the book, read the book. It's <laughs> wonderful. I'm telling you, there's I 
I'm going to be doing the exercises over my Thanksgiving break. Cause, cause, yeah. Um, anyway. I'll stop talking. You talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. So um, you can find out more about me at edwinacheer.com. And also, please hit me up on Instagram if anyone's listening has a question. Um, Edwina Cheer. Find me on Facebook. Find me on Twitter. Um, and I also, my other passion is diversity. So um, I have a show and I'm a host on Beige Bay TV. Um, so I like to highlight people in the community of diversity that are doing amazing things. So if you're, uh, and, and diversity, I call them Beige Bays. It's called Beige mm-hmm. Bay TV. So um, it doesn't mean uh, you're in, in terms of diversity, in terms of color. It could be like uh, an example of a Beige Bay could be a Caucasian man who grew up in Hong Kong and speaks fluent you know Cantonese so it's just like anyone who's breaking those stereotypes that we typically have I like to have you on the show and yeah all right there you go everybody (laughs) well thanks for joining us quickly again we're so sorry but yeah it's how it goes out here in LA sometimes with this crazy traffic of course well I look forward to when we can sit down and we'll we'll talk a little bit more too and dive more because there's so many fascinating things that that you do and that you're you know bringing to the table so it'll be fun to talk about those Thank all right you, guys you're welcome so one more you just said where uh, was your twitter one more time where they can follow you on twitter um edwina cheer okay so. there you go guys all right well thank you i'm sorry it was so quick and uh, we will <laughs> see you here again next week have a great night happy happy thanksgiving yeah <laughs> from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Oh, okay, they can see it. Now they can. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.